I think it's a really good thing that companies are being exposed for the way they treat people, the way they 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 work as a business. I think it's important that that people are exposed within relationships, within friendships, within yeah. groups like this is a time where people need to fucking show up and if they're not showing up the way that you need them to show up and you start assessing in me like holy shit they haven't been showing up for a long time but i've just been like so bogged down with like being outside being outside, outside and, was open or in this rat race and like yeah. you didn't have time to really focus in and me like holy shit that we're, we're so different Thank you for joining us. You are now tuned into Trish Chat, a series that aims to normalize vulnerability through conversation. Our episodes promote meaningful dialogue around identity, culture, and real life stories. We are your hosts, Steph and Jess, and everything you'll hear in our episodes are based on personal experiences. Be sure to tune in every Monday to hear our latest episodes. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Trish Chat. My name is Steph. And I'm Jess. <laughs> You typically, you typically you say, wow. I'm switching it up. I'm switching it up. Leave it. Damn. All right. Jess was about to cut it and be like, no, let's start over. No, leave it. Leave it, leave it, leave it, please. Okay. I just caught you off guard. I got to keep you on your toes. Yep. Um. So, hi, everybody. Uh, we are going to do an episode this week on what's what, cohabiting? Cohabiting with someone during this time where we are sheltering in place and and needing to stay home for those of us who can because this is a challenge however there's still a lot of things happening in the world racism is still alive and well mm-hmm. police brutality is still alive and well and so just because we're not doing an episode on that this week but we did last week doesn't mean that our attention is no longer on that um, you should still be doing everything you can. If you can protest, you should still be protesting. If you can sign petitions, you should still be signing petitions. If you can donate, you should donate. If you um, can, uh, and that's donating money, donating time, et cetera. Um, and everybody should be working to um, understanding the role that they play in white supremacy. So understanding the internalized racism that you have uh, dismantling the systems of white supremacy that are influencing you in your decision-making and understanding the role that you have played in the system that exists right now. That is something that we should all be doing. And that is long after the protests stop, long after, you know, the media moves on to another thing. This is something that we should all be doing. This is everyone, especially non-black POC like we should be doing that as well Mm -hmm. we're not exempt from this yeah so let's we should all be doing that now um now that I've had that PSA Mm -hmm. um before we start the episode I want to ask you Jess what's actually one thing you've enjoyed from spending more time at home I've enjoyed making our new home homey and just looking at the different ways in which we can make it the most comfortable for us during this time. But even after, I think that I never looked at my home the way I do now. And I think that's the case for a lot of people just because, you know, when things were not, when we were all going, not going through COVID-19, um, we spent very little time in our homes outside yeah. of maybe the weekends if you had yeah. the privilege to not work on weekends. Um, and so I think a lot of things just got put, you know, to the back burner and weren't really a priority. And so I've been enjoying, you know, like we upgraded like our mattress, which was amazing. Um a lot of our furniture is new and like, we're so lucky that we're able to do that, but it's been, we've been very intentional about 
the pieces we picked. <laughs> just laughing. If everybody saw our first apartment, it looked like a warehouse. Oh my God, it was so bad. We're Steph, not good at decorating. Steph, Steph wanted a couch from Bob's Furniture. I will never trust her again on her suggestion for okay, couches. First of all, we were on a budget. Okay, we were on a budget and Bob's Furniture was within our budget, all right? Yeah. Bob's Furniture, you know, they sell some pieces, okay? And that couch was really, really good until the spring in the middle cushion popped up and there was a little mountain in the middle of our couch. That was not the move, babe. That was not it. Listen, not everybody can, you know, some people have, you know, people have different budgets and Bob's Furniture was in our budget. Fair enough. But- yeah, definitely not going that route. Um, I will save every dollar to get something on that. Naps on that couch until the spring in the middle and popped open. Yeah, until my back was elevated. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was. It was weird. It was like a mountain. Um, so I've just been really enjoying that, and um, just like investing in 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 you know our well being and and our and our. Our, our bodies right like with even our just new mattress like I've slept straight through the night the past few days and that's if you think about it, that that should be normal but it's it wasn't it wasn't my norm like I'd wake up a lot and tossing and turning and like aches and pains and it was because our mattress like our mattress <laughs> is just not it <laughs> um I, I don't know if you feel the same way but like why are you laughing so much well I'm just thinking about our first apartment <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was funny, <laughs> but yeah, I've been enjoying that and just, um, taking <laughs> long walks with, with Baxter and exploring, exploring the neighborhoods, uh, the neighborhood safely with a mask on, yes. um, but just exploring with him and, you know, getting, getting outside time during this time and, and, and finding, you know, the small, the small winds outside, whether it's like good weather the greenery um just fresh air Mm -hmm. just all those things so yeah those would those would be my things what have you been enjoying outside of laughing at me (laughs) and our furniture from our first apartment um i'm not so i'm not laughing at that like the furniture itself i do still think that bob's furniture sells some like decent pieces to you know depending on your on your budget I, I just laugh at the visual of like how mismatched all of our stuff was and how we tried so hard to get it all to look good. But we, it just looked really, really bad. Like people would walk in and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> we were also like, what, 24? Uh, there's some 24 year olds with some fabulous yeah, design apartments and, and not even on like big budgets on like but small I th- budgets. But some I people think, just have an eye for that. But I think for us, it was just like, wow, we have our first apartment. Like that was the exciting part, right? Like our own place. I didn't care about the furniture. I would have like... Clearly, we didn't care about the furniture. <laughs> anyway, so what have you been enjoying? Um, I think... I think one of the good things about being home more is the... Um, the ability that it gives you to establish a routine if you didn't have one. So I think when, when, when outside is open and, and, you know, you're, you're going to work and you're, you know, if you have a membership to gym or you go to a workout class or you go running or whatever, but you, you know, you're working in an office with other people and offices have norms in terms of like when you should be going in, what time you should be going home, et cetera. Um, and then there's, there's like events and happy hours and gatherings and all this stuff. It's just more difficult to develop a routine and like stick to it because there's so many variables that can um, change. But when you're home, you don't have a commute. You don't, you're not, your happy hours probably over video chat, right? So like there isn't a ton of um, variables and that allows you to build a routine. So if you're saying, you know what, I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to go on a run or I'm going to stretch or whatnot, like your commute to your office, if you're able to work from home is like five minutes or two minutes or just however long it takes you to walk to where you have your, Mm -hmm. um, workstation. So for me, it's allowed me to have more accountability with myself about, um, like what routines I have in place, because I think for the first, like 
uh, if we're like three months into this for the first like two and a half months, I was like my day revolved around like one thing and one thing only, which was work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this allows all of us to like take a step back and recognize like, okay, I don't, I can't live in the facade of like, I went to a happy hour mm-hmm. or I had like five minutes outside to myself. Like this is truly showcasing like, what are you doing for yourself and how are you taking care of yourself? Yeah, so I agree. that's one thing I have. You've been doing good at, good at that with your routine. So kudos. Yes. Thanks. Keep it up. Thanks. Um, so Jess and I wanted to do an episode on cohabiting um, during like shelter in place and, and, and during coronavirus because it's hard um, to go from being able to go outside whenever you want or being able to hang out with your friends or just having your own separation to being around someone all the time. Whereas like, even if you always had dinner together or, you know, spent all the weekends together, like you still had many hours in the day where you didn't see that person because, you know, either one or both of you were at work. And with coronavirus and, and the, you know, what George uh, Floyd's death has like um, triggered in so many people, I think there's a lot that that's coming out for folks and um, having, you know, working through that while also being around another person mm-hmm. for so many hours of the day is really, really difficult. So we wanted to talk about that. Um, hopefully, you know, provide some tips from what works for us and uh, maybe keep some relationships going or not or not (laughs) or not um so just like what are some challenges that have that you've encountered during this time yeah um I don't think necess- it, this was happening before and it's because we moved across the country and, and been in a lot of different spaces yeah. over the last few months. But I think the biggest challenge was that we were sharing one workspace. Yeah. And, you know, we'd had to coordinate if like I had a call and you had a call, who was going to take the call like at the table with like the setup and who was going to have to take it in another part of the apartment, which at the time was, was like the bedroom, our bedroom or the closet <laughs> or our walk-in closet. And, you know, for me, that was causing a lot of like anxiety because I just felt like I had no freedom in my own schedule Yeah, where I, you know, the way I work is I look at my calendar and if I have an opening, I take the meeting or I don't take the meeting or I move things around. And with this, it was like, I'd have to make people like tentatively accept something and then have to tell them either I have to move it. And then before that check with you and your schedule and what, like, what was that meeting for? Like, is it okay for you to take it somewhere else? And like, um, and so that was challenging also because like, if one of us was taking a break in that area, like I couldn't watch TV or you couldn't watch TV or I, I you know, or you, turn on the blender turn on the, or yeah. Like if I wanted to make myself some lunch before you ate, like I wanted to make a smoothie and I was like, Oh, well she has a call. I can't make that. So I have to switch it up. And like this, this is all sounds really like silly because it's, it's like small things, but when you're going through a pandemic and you're sharing a space Uh, for me, I found like those little moments when we had our routines before, like you would work out an hour earlier than me and then you'd be in the shower and then I'd work out and then you would leave and I would have like 30 minutes before I left to work for myself where I could make my smoothie, drink it, sit at the couch and just like kind of breathe and take in everything before I was headed out for the day. And now it's kind of like, um, well before, because our new place allows for more flexibility, but I just felt like if I weren't, if I, if I wasn't coordinating with you, we could, we could potentially clash in our schedules. And then it would just be like a rush of like, all right, should you change it? Should I change it? And then I felt some type of way if I had to change it. And like, (laughs) you know, it's, it's just like a lot of things come up with that. So that's been a big, that's been a big challenge for me. Luckily in our new space, we have an office, which I'm so thankful for. And so 
we can switch off within there. And like, we have a space with nice lighting where I, you know, I don't hear what you're saying in there. And like, I can actually turn the blender on in the kitchen and you're not necessarily bothered by it. Um, so it's nice to now have that designated space that we can switch off on and feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been asking a lot of couples how they've been doing, um, spending so much time with each other and you know I get a mixed amount of answers and when they ask me back like I don't know if it's because we've been together for so long but that wasn't weird for me like that didn't bother me like I didn't have a hard time spending more time with you um and like again we both worked in offices where we weren't seeing each other for like eight ten hours a day and then coming together for dinner if we didn't have plans after work um so our, our time together was, I guess you would say limited, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you have a, a an answer to that. But yeah. I, I just didn't feel any different. Um, and I think that's a blessing, right? Like, yeah. unless we're doing something wrong and I'm like, do I feel weird? Like that we're spending so much time together? No, no. I, th- I think it's, I think it's just a challenge because my love language is quality time and I think it's really difficult because even before when you live with someone, it's it's um, it can get really, really murky when you're like, oh, but we went home and we watched TV together or we ate dinner together or we work, we went grocery shopping together. Like we spent quality time and that's, that, those are like, that, like, were you actually connecting during that time? No. Yeah. And so I think this, this time it, it can be difficult because of the fact that um, you are spending a lot of time with someone, but it's not quality time. It's like time that you see someone between meetings. It's time that you see, um, by someone, your significant other, like time that you see them, like when you're trying to do, uh, like make yourself a meal or whatnot. And, and I think there's just like, there's just so many boundaries that you have to create and so many boundaries that you have to like reinforce mm-hmm. around like, okay, I'm going to work this, this many hours. I'm going to work until this time. Then I'm going to do this for myself and, you know, until this time, then mm-hmm. I'm going to like focus on like my relationship at this time. Then I'm going to yeah. give attention to my dog at this time that you can, it can feel very depleting. Whereas before, um, not that it was easier, but it kind of flowed a little bit more because you knew that like, okay, I went into this office. Like I, I did my work. I did what I needed to do. Like maybe I went to like this event or maybe I went Mm -hmm. to like this team thing. And then, you know, I'm going to go with my like significant other to dinner because we didn't really spend a lot of time together, like something away from home. And it it, sometimes in order for you to connect, you just need to change the environment Mm -hmm. and you can't really change the environment. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also really hard because at least for me, I've, I've started to recognize like how the commute is so, imp- have, was so important for me, even though mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, when you can complain, you'll complain, right? Like mm-hmm. give me an opportunity to complain. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll spend days. Um, but for me, that commute was like a good transition and a good time to just kind of like, like we live in a capitalistic society, right? Like employers are going to give you like two to three people's, you know, jobs for you to yeah. do. And so there's always going to be stuff that you can do. Like you could sit at your desk for 24 hours a day. Like you can take a magic pill where you don't need to sleep and you can sit there for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you will probably still feel like, oh my gosh, I don't have enough time to do everything. So when you leave your office and you go to, you know, home or wherever you are, you are transitioning away from that in a way. For a few, yeah. For a few at least. And that doesn't really exist anymore because, you know, Mm. now I'm, I'm in a physical room and I can leave that room, but I still see that room, right? And I still see certain things that cue me the cue to my brain like okay that's work stuff Mm -hmm. um and so I think that's just difficult because for me sometimes I leave that room and I'm just like stressed and then Jess will ask me a question and, and she can feel that stress just like rolling off into like what I'm saying and whatnot 
because it it's just like that transition time isn't really there. That makes sense. It's a good point, actually. And one of the other things I was going to mention is that because we are shelter sheltering in place and are, you know, within our work week, we would schedule our meetings between the hours of 8.30 and 5.30 or whatever. Um, that was it. But not, But because now we're working in the same space we're living, because we don't have to commute or do any of that stuff, I found myself booking things back to back to back to back to and back. And there's more meetings because people want to connect. Yeah. Well, it took five minutes before to, when you could just walk over to someone. Now that's a 30 minute meeting yeah. on your calendar. Now people are working later and it's like, oh, well, you don't have to commute. So let me put that like late meeting on your, you know, on mm-hmm. your calendar. So it's just a lot more, it's just more difficult. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that, I feel like I'm having a harder time, like having time for myself and having time for for you and for Baxter now that I'm at home more than before. Yeah. When I was going into an office. Because you're depleted during that time. I yeah. totally get that. And it's definitely something that you and I talk about a lot um, because I can feel the same way after like going back to back after that. Like I remember Tuesdays were the like hardest of like a few weeks ago because I would do have these meetings and they would go late. And this is when we were on the West coast and yeah. I might having, I might be talking to people on the East coast. And then I remember having like my therapy appointment towards the end of the day. And so at the end I was just like, Oh, like it was kind of good. Cause then I got to like bitch with my therapist, but yeah. it was also like, I don't even want to have this meeting because I'm so exhausted. Yeah. Um, and to your point on like the quality time, I feel like I struggled with quality time with myself mm. because of that, because I was like doing all these things. And then I'm like, okay, I have to show up for like my wife and like our, our pup, like we have to go on the long walk. Like I started feeling guilty with like Baxter and like, have I been giving him enough love? Have I been giving him enough outside time? Have I been, you know, as he stares at us right now, he just sat up and gives us, looking at us the cutest look, but Um, I found myself, you know, sacrificing my own time and then feeling so exhausted and almost like sad that like, I wasn't, I wasn't even like, I had all these like different energies and I needed to put them somewhere and I would be like, okay, I'm not going to journal because I have to do this. I'm not going to work out then because I have to do this or like, that's why I have to work out in the morning because if my day goes by, I'm going to prioritize something else over working yeah. out every single time. And now I know that as like an adult, but I struggled with that for a long time until, you know, my routine kind of fell off when we moved to New York. I was like running every other day, maybe every three days. And then I was like, no, I have to get back on this. Yeah. And for some people, like I, I, I can run six days a week when I'm training for a marathon, but most other times, like I just, I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there's like, from like a challenges standpoint, I know for us, for sure, it was like this, this, like, where's the balance and everything. And I think it made, it caused a lot of arguments between us. But I also think it was, even when you try to find balance, like for me, when I would go to the gym, that was my time away for me. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And And being like around right. strangers at the gym was still, nice because I was like, I'm not in my own space. I'm not in my apartment. Like I'm in a different setting. Like everybody that's here is working out, is working on like their fitness. Like, you know, like this is it versus when you're doing it at home, right? If you're just trying to do yoga or, you know, a workout on on one of the free apps, like you're still in your house and you're still like have people around you. And so for me, it was like, you know, I'm working out, but it didn't really feel like something that I was doing for me because I still had like you around and Baxter around and like mm-hmm. some, maybe you're making like a sandwich and it like, smells really good. As you're like lifting weights, I'm there eating chips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it also didn't, it, it also felt like there was yeah. not really any separation. Yeah. And that's, that also feels like that's kind of maddening in a way where mm-hmm. you're just like, I'm taking time to do this, but it doesn't feel as good as it felt before. Yeah. And that, that, that for me is, um, a challenge because it still feels like I'm very big on alone time. And when I don't have my alone time, 
Jess can attest that like I get very snippy and it, it just like like I need that I need that to reconnect mm-hmm. and the alone time has just gotten really boring because all you can do is like really walk or yep sit outside yeah you know like you can't go to like your yoga class or go meet a friend or whatever yeah like do the things that I need for me to recharge for me to like show up fully here and you know Jess has been very creative about like how she like sees people and like setting up like virtual hangouts all the time but that to me is also exhausting because I spend my day in meetings like like in video meetings and that is just tiring like by the end of the day my eyes are tired my brain is tired mm-hmm. um so it it just has felt like very challenging for me because even when I've done my own things to be alone I'm still in my immediate like yeah vicinity and so and even in my own home and so I think that's just caused a little bit of turmoil for us mm-hmm. as well I'm sure for other people it has too I'm curious how it's showing up for like new couples who just moved in together Bless or them. like people who haven't been together for that long and like had a schedule where they didn't see each other as much um because I'm trying to think of anything that's come up for us that like I wasn't seeing before, right? Because I think that in general, when you put two people together, you know, they come with their different experiences, different upbringings, different cultures, maybe even if it's the same culture, there's differences in it. And then you're trying to combine into this life. So there, there are going to be things that come up, but if you're like new into doing that, or you've been so used to just seeing your partner at night. Yeah for maybe an hour or two and now you're sharing a space now you might be seeing some annoying habits that like you didn't notice before or like you know things that like you might have just been like you knew they might have existed but now they're coming you, up or now you they- could you could ignore those red flags or even your <laughs> own or maybe your own that you're kind of like putting out there and your partner's like whoa what is this you know yeah. what i mean and so i've been trying to find and see if like is I don't know if you've thought about this but like has there been anything that I've done that has been like whoa that's kind of annoying I didn't ever realize that that you're you're now seeing because we're spending so much time together I didn't realize that you needed to listen to music so loud when you took a shower (laughs) but you've always known that yeah but I think it stands out more I see now i think it's loud for you and it's not i think my hearing is just fucked and that's why it's loud but i don't think it's that loud let me tell you something when jess goes into that bathroom to shower it's a party but it's can, a I, party can i just there. say that i'm super aware of that now since you've brought it up many times <laughs> and i'm like putting it on the lowest thing and i'm like no, I, but I, and I, now I, it just sounds like like there's not even words it's just like mm. <laughs> well no i don't i don't need you to turn it down but it's just something that i i have I've not, and also, like, sometimes um, Jess will, like, make the time to um, do a workout in the middle of the day and shower and whatnot. And, like, my, my like, anxiety and stress levels just aren't budgeted in a, in a way that, like, I can do that in the middle of the day mm-hmm. um, and in the middle of a work day. And so I don't do that. But, you know, Jess has to listen to – that's her thing. She, she listens to music. And so sometimes when I'm trying to work and even with the door closed, like, I'm like, where's, is somebody having a party? No, it's just (laughs) taking a shower. And those are the sort of things where like, you want to go to like your partner and be like, yo, that is so distracting. What the fuck? (laughs) So rude. But then you're also just like, hold on. Like, this is her time. She really like, she doesn't take like super long showers. Like it's not that big of a deal. So those are like little things that you're like, um, that's kind of annoying, mm-hmm. but I'm also just like, but it's not annoying because what, like the fact that you're doing it is annoying. It's only annoying because I'm working from home and I'm trying to like concentrate on something, mm-hmm. but I also have to recognize that I'm like in my home trying to live and to work. Mm-hmm. And that is like, that's yeah. the annoying part about it. Not necessarily that you do that. 
and on the flip side, it's like, I'm annoyed that I have to like schedule when I want to <laughs> like, if I have a break and I want to go on a run and come back and not smell for the rest of the afternoon <laughs> that I can't put my music that loud. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, I hear her on a call. So let me just, you know, but I mean, it's, that's just the thing with, you know, being sheltered in place, uh, with a partner and just being, courteous in in that way and just you know doing the best we can with what we have and also knowing that like it's not that big of a deal like I won't if I can't listen to music for one shower out of the week because you're on a call like I'm okay I'll put my headphones on when I get out and like listen to I like listening to music or podcast or whatever um damn I'm trying to think of something that annoys me She's about to come out with a list. Mm-hmm. No, I think I it's just, it's hard because you're trying to, I have never met a couple that both of them have the same schedule, right? You usually have one person that wakes up super early and does what they need to do. And then they're out and they go to work. And then the other person <laughs> wakes up a little bit later and they, you know, they do what they need to do. But that person typically comes home later. So for me, I got up early and I did what I needed to do. And then I left to go to work. Mm -hmm. Right. But by the time that I got up and needed to do like went to the gym and I came back, Jess was going to the gym. So I had the morning to myself and then I had some time in the evening to myself as well. But now we don't have that. Like we're overlapping on each other. So that time that we had to sort of like do our own thing is um, like it doesn't exist anymore. And you have to like try and find a way to balance it with each other. But it's just hard because, you know, what is Jess going to do? Like, I can't, Jess can't go take a shower somewhere else. Like, I can't go work out somewhere else. Like, go I gotta shower somewhere else. Yeah, I can't go work out somewhere else. I can't like, you know, do the like, decompress. Like, I can't decompress in the way that I used to. Like, that's just the reality that we're living in right now. But that does take a toll over time because you're sort of having to relearn how to live mm-hmm. with each other and you're relearning like how to recharge for your on your like yourself so that you can show up for your partner and that's really really difficult mm-hmm. because like i i get up earlier um but like if i'm if i'm working out or if i'm doing stuff i'm doing it here but just is still sleeping so i have to be respectful of that so i have to be quiet and then at the same time when Jess is getting ready or doing what she needs to do, I'm working at that point. So she Mm -hmm. has to be respectful. So it's like little things where you feel limited in the stuff that you used to do before, Mm -hmm. but it's not that other person's fault, but it still impacts you in the way that you show up for your relationship. Cause there are times where I'm like, yo, turn up that fucking music, man. (laughs) But you know, it's not her fault. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You have nothing to say. Well, leave it at that. You're yeah, like, you're I, like, damn, my music. I mean, that's always been a thing for you, though. So I've kind of just accepted it and just been very selective about when I do it. What? How I do it. Like when I'm listening to my music. I, wow. Okay. <laughs> Baxter's got an opinion about it. He yeah, said, leave my mommy opinion. alone. No, he said, I side with you, mommy. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, we, we both listen to, I think we both listen to music whenever we want and we're both like accepting of it. It is what it is. Um, I think it's just now where like you would listen to music in the morning mm-hmm. to shower and whatnot, because that's sort of changed. I think that's just been something, um, something to work through. Yeah. But it's just been such a part of my life that like, I don't even, in the beginning, I didn't even notice it was a thing. Yeah. Just like, yeah, I'm going to shower and listen to music or I'm going to get ready and listen to, like, I need to have some sort of music on. Like, it's so big in my life that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I bought Bose headphones that I just put on <laughs> in the morning. Um, I, I, um, I'm also trying to think of like, other things. But I think that the big gist for me is that there's a lot of stuff that I don't know if other couples experiences, but 
more space and and by space I don't mean physical space but like more space in terms of like I used to do this when my partner wasn't here I used to do that when my partner wasn't here um that you don't have anymore and I think that that now that you need to like I don't want to say now that you need to be considerate because that that's like the issue is not being considerate but now that you're more limited in that that's hard that's that's mm-hmm. um, but it is being considerate right because like yeah. you are sharing a space and like it goes both ways right like there's I think we've found some sort of a balance where in a week you'll be like, I'm going to just be cool with her listening to this music because yeah. it's not necessarily um, conflicting with like my meetings or whatever. And then on other times I'm like, let me not play the music and be, yeah. you know, whatever. Or, you know, we've been helping each other out with, with like Baxter and like yeah. his walks. Right. Because his walks kind of fall in, in line when, you know, one of us has to do something else. And so yeah. you'll be like, Hey, can you take Baxter? Like I have this big meeting or vice versa. And I think that that's, that's the key to true partnership to be flexible with our responsibilities, but yeah. also being like kind to each other and saying like, let me be kind and like do this for the, for my partner because I know that it'll go a long way for them. And I, and, and it's, it's a way of me telling them, like, I see you, like, I hear what you're saying and I'm taking your feedback and, and not necessarily giving up what I love, but compromising in a way that's healthy for both of us. Yeah. I also think that something that's been very difficult is keeping like romance and, and, and like being spontaneous in a relationship is really important to like, um, sort of keep that spark and that chemistry alive, especially when you've been together for so long. And I think that sheltering and placing being home, yeah. like you just, it's just more difficult. And it's also easier it's to just, one. to be in the slump of like, like Justin, I got into a slump of like, okay, uh, it's that time where we're both, uh, gonna transition into the evening, want to watch TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would sort of do that because of the fact that like what else is there to do like there isn't we can't be like oh uh let's go try out this new place that we like we would do that before where one person yeah, we, we would try a new restaurant every week yeah we would try a new restaurant every week or we would surprise each other with different activities yeah or, or we would walk by a place one day and be like oh this place looks really good and they have brunch like let's go on saturday and then we would check out that neighborhood or or yeah. that area and you would go into like little stores together or we would go, we would just go do a bunch of new things together that now you can't really do. So you just have to get more creative, but that's just also another thing that's more work mm-hmm. that you need to do. And I think that sometimes when all that work piles on of like, I'm doing more work for my, for, for work. I'm do, I'm having to be more mindful and put more thought into the things that I do for myself. And then I'm also needing to do more work into the things um, of how I'm going to keep myself sane for my partner and keep the romance alive and be considerate to them. Sometimes, you know, one of those things like fall short and it could be either for yourself, it could be work, it could be the relationship, but that, that can be really difficult because of the fact that, you know, each person's dealing with stuff and it, it, it's hard. It's just really hard. It's much easier to, at the end of the day, turn on the TV. Yeah. It'd be like this weekend where I was like, we're not turning on the TV. Like, I just cannot, like, I want to watch TV. I want to yeah. keep binging the show or whatever I'm watching, but I just refuse to like, let us be that couple right now where yeah. it's, it's when it's so not necessarily to not be that couple, but because it's so important for us to keep that romance, that spontaneous, uh, the spontaneous activities alive, yeah. that it's important for both of us to be aware of that. Yeah. Um, our dog has massive separation anxiety right now because he's been so used to being with us. So he's just whining and he just gave up, I think. So <laughs> sorry about that's that. That's the soundtrack to our podcast. <laughs> it's <laughs> That's the soundtrack. So when you think of Trish Chat, think of that. Um, so those have been the the challenges for us. Um, and I I would love to talk about like how we've addressed those challenges. Yeah. Um, Because I think that might help other people who are um, working through that. So I would say that one of the ways that Jess and I have addressed the challenge of like how to keep the the romance alive is we've just gone back to like basic things that 
don't involve watching TV. Um, so like we've, um, we've gone and like picked up breakfast and sat down in the park and had breakfast together. We've played cards together. Like it got so serious to a point where Jess went and bought a card shuffler because like we were just playing cards a lot. Because you don't know how to shuffle. I know because I don't know how to shuffle. (laughs) And Jess and I are competitive. So that works for us because we connect in that way where we get really into the game and we just start talking about different things, talking right? Talking shit to each other. Talking shit to each other, bantering, like that banter between each other. But Betting. we also but we also start talking about other things that like we would not talk about if we were watching TV. Yeah. So that has been helpful. Like I really like to color. So we've like just played music and like colored and like coloring book pages. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had tea on our patio. Tea on the now that we have one. Yeah, tea tea on the patio has helped. But you can also like if you're able to like have a stoop or you can sit outside, like you can go with your partner. Make some tea and then go on yeah. a walk. And yeah. With a mask on. Go on your walk, <laughs> drink your tea. Like if you can find um a place where you can sit that's maybe a little bit secluded from people, sometimes on a park bench in like an area of the park where there's not a lot of people walking by, you yeah. can drink your tea. That's been nice. Um and that's nice because you get to connect and talk to your partner and you don't necessarily have a TV in front of you. You're not talking about like a lot of times, you know, I'm on my phone and I'm like, did you hear that this happened? And did you hear that? And that's what we're talking about. And that's just triggering, more triggering yeah. um, for each other. So that I think um, has been helpful, but we've also been doing um, nicer things for each other. So if you heard in previous episodes, I really like to make the bed just doesn't I've had to do a lot of work to just let it be so for many times our bed wasn't made but we were both at work mm-hmm. and it didn't really like it didn't really matter because I wasn't seeing that bed all mm-hmm. day now I see that bed all day and you know Jess has like made the bed mm-hmm. um, and that's been like a really nice kind act that she's done because she doesn't care to make the bed but I do <laughs> now I kind of do which is weird yeah well, but because my... you see it all day yeah um, so, so that's been nice. Or, you know, the other day Jess was trying to buy like an iced tea, but her app wasn't working. And she was like, um, oh, she called me and she was like, Hey, I want to bring you some iced tea. Do you want some? And I was like, no, like I'm good. And she's like, my app isn't freaking working. So she just came home. And then when I took Baxter on a walk, I went and I picked up the iced tea and I brought it to her. So like, it's those things that are like, I feel like we overlook them Damn, because, they're so, because they're so, because they're so small. <laughs> Maybe we'll get you some more tea. Um, We overlook them because they are so small. But at this point, it's what we have and what we should do. But I think it's also reminding us that the small things are what matters. Mm -hmm. So just like, you know, finding those opportunities to connect around the things that you both enjoy. Yeah. Um, Doing those little things for each other. So it might be picking up breakfast um, Mm -hmm. for you and your partner. Um, I'm sure people are doing a lot more cooking now if you're able to work from home and that can even get tiring after a while because it can feel like so routine. Yeah, I don't know. Do you find like for me, obviously we've done kind stuff for each other throughout our relationship, but I find that when like I do something kind for you, like I just feel good. I just feel good about it and like I'm able to accept your kindness in such a bigger way. Yeah. And when it's not something I ask you for, it's just, it feels different and yeah. it's just a, f- a way of feeling loved and not everyone feels loved that way but I don't know I find that when you're just kind to somebody it just it, it creates a different dynamic within your relationship where you're approaching the relationship as a couple versus you know when you're fighting and it's like individually yeah. you know attacking each other yeah um so I don't know. I just, it just, it, it makes me feel closer to you in a lot of ways when we're able to, do, when we're able to do that. Like that was such a nice surprise the other day when you brought our, our, our iced teas and you just yeah. showed, you're like, come downstairs. And I came down and you were like, look, and you had them like, that was really nice. And I didn't ask you for it. That was just something you, yeah you thought of doing because you wanted to be kind in that way. Yeah. And there's stuff that you can do that doesn't cost money for your, for your partner right? Like if your partner enjoys like playing chess or playing like with cards and stuff, like you can set up, you know, a little area for you both to to do that with each other as like, Hey, you know, like Jess and I did this where we said, 
we're going to play until 10 points and whoever gets to 10 first, the other person makes breakfast. Yeah. Um, and that was like a fun challenge. And then the next day, like we got to have a breakfast that like she has a winner because she won. She got to enjoy. And <laughs> I as a sore loser had to get up early and make. <laughs> um, and so that sort of stuff is, I think, has been really good. But again, there's you can leave like a nice note for your partner mm-hmm. in in the morning or before bed. Or you can, you know, find a recipe that both of you you know, that one partner wants to cook and you can, you know, make that together. Um, you can, um, learn a new hobby together. You can, there's a lot of stuff that you can do. Like you can go on YouTube and learn how to play an instrument together, mm-hmm. um, or whatnot. So there's a, a lot of things that you can do that can help you to like reconnect with each other, um, and can help you to, still do those like new and small things for and with each other that don't necessarily um, involve like going to a new restaurant or like the stuff that you were able to do before that you can't do now. Agreed. I think that um, another way that, you know, we've addressed the challenges that we mentioned is, um, you know, you mentioned like alone time for each of us. And so I think because we have an understanding of how important it is to have that, um, we have been very intentional and um, flexible in the way we're like, you know, I know that when you get stressed and you're just like, you're going back to back meetings, what is the one thing I always tell you? It's like, you need to take carf some some time for you because typically that's happening because you're burning yourself out. And then you start feeling guilty that you didn't give yourself and us and all those things enough time. And you typically feel better once you give yourself time because that is so important to you. So I think we've been really good about encouraging each other to do the things that we need to do for ourselves. So you'll, whether it's like me journaling or you're like, Hey, why don't you set down your routine? Are you going on a run tomorrow? Like, striking conversation about the things that we enjoy doing like I'll ask you in the morning how was like this because you've been waking up early how were your stretches how was like your workout whatever and you'll share you won't share and um just being respectful of that and encouraging that because it's one thing to just be like oh yeah they can have their alone time but it's it's also nice to encourage your partner and being like holding you accountable and saying Hey, you haven't been giving yourself alone time. And I know that's important to you. Yeah. What's going on? Is there something that I can do to help with that? Am I, you know, are you taking on too much or how can I assist in that way? And yeah. I think that you and I have always been very good at that. Um, oftentimes, you know, through our life as we're, we were figuring out what that meant for each other. Um, we, I don't think we had the toolkit or the language to, help encourage each other with that. Cause we just like, I know for me, I took that on as like my responsibility. Like if you felt stressed, it's like, Oh my God, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. How can I like me? And now it's like, I know that you need that time. So I'm just going to remind you that you need that time and ask you if there's something I can do to help, but I'm not going to take that on as like something that I need to change about myself because that is right. your responsibility um, to make sure you do that. Right. And I think it's healthy. We say this a lot, it's healthy for partners to have alone time. I don't think you should be doing everything together. No. Um, you know, as a couple who's been together for eight years, we've gone through our, sh- our share of shit and we yeah. share a lot of the same interests. Like even running a podcast together can be challenging because we have different schedules, you know, working together on topics, working together on like managing because yeah. it's, it's, it's like a business Yeah. on top of our own shit. It's important that we're not just starting a whole day. It's like doing this, you know, thing A together, B, C, D. And then at the end of the day, you're like, what did I do for myself that like didn't involve my partner? Um, And if that works for you, great. But I I still think it's very healthy um, to take some time for yourself, whatever that means, whether it's to lay down, and like, just have like nothing going on, whether it's to watch your own show, whether right. it's to read, whether it's to journal, whether it's to take a walk. Um, and so I think that the way we've dealt with it is just like 
holding each other accountable, making space for that person to do their own thing. And yeah, just reminding each other that like, that's important to us because we've, we've, um, admitted that it's been important to us. Yeah. And I also think, cause I sometimes before I would get really upset because I would see that Jess would like go to the gym and she would, you know, be like, I'm going on a bike ride and she would go play basketball and do all this stuff. And I, and I would get upset because I'm like, yo, like I need my alone time too. But I was like, I'm getting mad at her because she's setting boundaries. Like, how can I do that? She's, she's saying like, I'm going to make this time to play basketball. Like, I'm not upset with her because she's doing that. I'm upset with myself because I haven't done that. It's a mirror. I haven't, I haven't like taken that time for me where at the end of the week I can be like, I did things that I actually enjoy doing mm-hmm. versus like letting the week carry me and all the things that I had to do. Mm-hmm. So just also as, as an individual, remembering that that's your responsibility in doing that, even during this pandemic of like making that time for yourself. Yeah. And to your point, not waiting till your partner does it so that you do it. Yeah. Right. Like it's important for you to want to do that on your own. Um, yeah. I shouldn't want to work out when you leave the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, I guess I should do that. It's like, no, if that's important to me, then I need to like remind myself of that. Yeah. So that I think that's really important that you said that because I think that that's, that's something that comes up a lot for, for couples that I've talked to. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I, I like, I think I want to go back to like the, the being spontaneous and whatnot and how important that is just because I think that because of the, of the, of like the, the sheltering in place and like spending more time around each other, we started doing more things together from like a chore standpoint that we didn't really do before. And I think that that sometimes can take away the romance in a relationship because you're just like, you're spending a lot more time, like doing the things that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I used to primarily take care of like the grocery shopping. Um, and just like, she would just be like, Hey, these are the things that, you know, I'd like for you to pick up for me. Um, but now we're both doing that together because whereas I could go to like this store, um, and it, you know, I would walk 20 minutes to it and like, take my, my little things. Like maybe I have to go somewhere else now. Maybe I have to go to four different places now because Mm -hmm. of, of what's going on. And I need, I need the help. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't mind as long as we're going to Wegmans. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, so, so, you know, because we've started doing that more now, I also need to like coordinate with Jess. Whereas like before I would be like, it's Thursday and I decided that I was going to leave work an hour earlier so I can go to the grocery store and get what I needed. I can't just decide that because I need to like coordinate with Jess on that. Mm-hmm. So that's like, that's not sexy. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, to Jess scheduling and all that stuff. She's I mean, like, that's it's, so sexy. it's very sexy to me. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So, th- you know, just taking stock of like, just cause you're doing that together Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you put a check mark next to it as like quality time mm-hmm. or romance, just making sure that you recognize that there's a difference between all those things and trying to maintain some sort of balance so that you're not like, Oh, well, at the end of the day, we watch TV together and we, you know, we wash the dishes together mm-hmm. and we did the grocery shopping together. So we're good. Like that, that's the romance. Like, yeah you know, just making sure that, that, that that's actually what, you know, for some people that might count as romance, but yeah. just making sure that that's what counts as romance for both of you. Yeah. Or all three of you, depending what type of relationship you're in. True. True. You got to shout that out. Um, I agree on all those things. And I think like the overall message with like how we've addressed all these challenges is, and I think this is something that comes with like being in a long-term relationship and depending on, you know, how transparent you are with one another. I think our transparency and our feelings have really helped us kind of like figure this out. So like effectively and, and quickly because I don't think this was us in the beginning, but I think now it's like, if I'm doing something that's like bothering you or if it's, it's weighing too much on you, like you're just very honest with me and being like, Hey, this is making me feel this way. This is how we can like work better together and vice versa. And I think that because we've been able to do that, 
we've been able to be as flexible as possible and adapt to this new way of living um, and not holding that in. Because I think that holding those things in, especially during a pandemic, you're just going to explode if you're not speaking up about the things that are bothering you and you're just kind of being like that, kind of like that yes man is what I I like to call it. Like, yes, I'm going to do this. And like, yes, I'm just going to do it. Like not really being honest about like, I actually don't want to do that. Um, and that being okay. Um, so I think that overall you just have to be as honest as possible. Obviously there's, there's compromise in relationship and there's, you you definitely have to be flexible during this time because you are sharing a space more hours than you're not. Yeah. And so it's just like reading your partner's energies as, as best as possible. And also being honest with each other because like, I also can't read your mind, but I've been with you so long that I can read your energy and your like body language. So I can pick up when something is off with you or or like you're feeling irritated and we can have a conversation about it, but that's not the case for everyone. A lot of people can hide that very well, but it's, it's even much harder to hide that now because that's true too. Because you're spending so much time around each other. That's true. So I was like, you could have, you could be kind of mopey and maybe, you know, your partner isn't around because they're they're doing something, whatnot. Like they're around, so they can see that, and they're like, "Yo, what's up with that low energy?" <laughs> um, so I, I think I think that it's it's much more difficult to even hide that now. So it has to be addressed in a way quicker than it than it might normally have to be addressed. Yep. Um, I want to end by talking about like what are the key things that you think like couples should address right now or even people who are living together you don't even need to be coupled boundaries like from the jump I think that you need to sit down and make a list for yourself on the things that you need in order to feel um safe and comfortable in your space and then work with your partner on how to get it as close as possible. Cause some things are going to bump up against what your partner needs. Yeah. And just again, being flexible with that, um, being open and honest about it. Um, spending time apart, like whatever that means, whether yeah. it's like going on, even if it just means go, go outside for a five minute walk around the block and then come back. Like it's so important to spend time apart and clear your head and like understand your thoughts and your feelings. Um, and just be, I think for me, it's like, be kind to each other. Like this is a really, um, ambiguous time and none of us have ever been through anything like this. And, you know, maybe your relationship has changed because of this. Um, I think that if it's going good or bad, I think either way, it's good for you to really be exposed to the type of person you're with or who you are. Um, and just like really being honest with that and, and, and being kind to yourself in how you're showing up as well, because this pandemic plus, um, everything that's going on, um, with police brutality and black lives matter, like it's heavy shit. It's really heavy shit. And if you're not able to express yourself about it and it's affecting you like it's it's gonna be a buildup that is just gonna be layered on top if you're not being honest with yourself and your partner about the boundaries and the things that you need in order to feel safe in your own home so it's a formula just do all those things and I think that you know it's it's an active job you it's not like you just said it once and it's done like you're your boundaries and your things are going to change as we continue going through this. So it's important to check in with yourself and understand like, Hey, this is still working for me or no, it's not. And if your partner's not being receptive to that, being honest with them and being like, Hey, you're not meeting me where I need you to meet me. And like, how can we make this work? And vice versa. It's both of your jobs for that. Like, it's not just for your partner to show up for you and compromise all this shit. And then you're just chilling. It's like, okay, you're doing this for me. How can I show up for you? Like, and check in with each other. Stuff has come up with a great idea. Like she checks in with me once a month to see how things are doing just overall within our relationship, but specifically during this time where it's dedicated time for us to just talk about how we're feeling 
within our relationship. And I think it's great because it's something that I, I look forward to. Mind you, we talk about what's going on in our life constantly, but it's yeah. never a dedicated time where it's like, we're going on a walk, we're going to talk, we're going to connect, we're going to be fucking raw with each other and, you know, work on on that. And so if it, if it makes sense for you to dedicate once a week to check in with your partner during this time, whether it's an hour, two hours, whatever, like do what works for you. Like just talk to each other, communicate. Don't just assume that what works for you is going to work for your partner. Because as we've said before, we all feel love very differently. We mm -hmm. all communicate very differently. And when you're trying to take two people and mesh them into one, there's going to be some conflict. Everything's not going to show up the way you hope it, it shows up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think like I agree, 100% agree with you on the boundaries piece. and it's hard to set boundaries and it's really hard to keep those boundaries, especially when, you know, most times when you set a boundary, the the person that you're setting up like a, that boundary for, like they're not going to be like, well, this is great. Like no problem. <laughs> um, they're probably going to be like a little bit upset or whatnot. So it's hard. And especially during this time, I feel like there's more boundaries that you have to set. So that's, but it's important to keep those. And I think just like, Having a conversation on values and priorities is also really important because I think for, for a lot of people, like having to deal with like people, everyone has dealt with loss in some sort of form, whether it be loss of a, of a, of a person in your life due to everything that's going on, loss of like the way you thought the world was loss of a job, loss of like being able to be outside for long periods of time, being mm -hmm. like loss of a graduation loss. Like there's loss to all sorts of different um, extent or like loss of, of people in your life that you thought cared about you. But now with everything happening, you see who they truly are, like mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Um, and I think when something big like that happens when you're dealing with loss, I think it has you reevaluate what you value and and what your priorities are and i think once that happens you're not the same person anymore yeah and that doesn't mean that because you're not the same person that you shouldn't be with your partner but that means that you owe your partner that to to just like communicate that change to see if that person's still aligned with you yeah because you don't want to continue to change 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 to the point where like you blink and you're like I'm a completely different person and I'm disconnected from my partner because I grew in all these different ways and my partner didn't. Yeah, that's true too. That's true too. That's why I think I make a joke about this, but I'm like, yo, coronavirus is exposing everybody. Yeah. Everybody, companies, people, like the way the world works, like it's exposing things. And I think it's a good thing. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that, we should all people should be dying like that shit's so sad and like going through that type of loss but i think it's a really good thing that companies are being exposed for the way they treat people the way they 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 work as a business i think it's important that that people are exposed within relationships within friendships within yeah. groups like this is a time where people need to fucking show up and if they're not showing up the way that you need them to show up and you start assessing and me like, holy shit, they haven't been showing up for a long time, but I've just been like so bogged down with like being outside, being outside, outside was open. or in this rat race. And like, yeah. you didn't have time to really focus in and me like, holy shit, we're, we're so different. Or, or even at your company, you're like, this doesn't make sense. I fucking hate it here. Why am I, why am I working for a company that is like, treating people this way and i think the the protests and um i mean black lives matter has been around for a while but like more people learning about what black lives matter mean and how important it is um for black lives to matter yeah not just right now so i think it's even like looking at companies that are you know saying like black lives matter but like nobody what's, nobody what's your board look like yeah, what's your executive yeah like yeah what black. What's, yeah yeah, like that sort of stuff. I think that's also like 
a loss to deal with where you're like, oh, like you are not who you say you were as a company. Like you don't really stand for the things that you're saying. Like you're outright lying to me. Yeah. Um, you're outright saying like what you think I want to hear, but that's not really what you're doing. Right. Um, or that's not really what you mean. So I think that's, that's like exposing things too. But I also think that that, that makes you reevaluate your partner as well. Yeah. I, and that's why I say I think it's a good thing, whether it's like exposing your partner in good ways or in bad. Like, I think that to save your values align, I think it's like it's going to save you some fucking time. You're like, oh, we don't work together or we do work together. And I'm really glad we're putting or or it's a time for you both to be like, yo, what we've been doing before hasn't been working. We need to reassess. I want to work and together. Like, I like you. Yeah, let's let's, let's, let's work together because um, it's also not the the binary of like we either work together or we don't there might be like i i like you and i think that like i love all these things about you and and here are these other things that like i need from you mm -hmm. are you willing to like change those things yes or no yeah right and just so it goes back to just what i said and like having honest conversations with yourself first so that you can then have those hard conversations with your partner listen this is what we're going to be telling our kids, when they're like, I'm with this person and I don't know if I, you know, if I like them or not. I'm gonna be like, listen, if a pandemic hits and all of a sudden you find yourself needing to not, you can't be outside for long periods of time. Is this the person that you would want to be sheltered in place with? No, true story. Yeah. And then they'll be like, what's a pandemic? <laughs> Get out of here with that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think that's, those are, those are the tips that I would give, um, at least to start for, for people. Yeah. I, I would say like, um, you know, think about what your boundaries are, have a conversation around them. Um, have maybe have a conversation around like expectations as well. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you expect from me? What do I expect from you? Um, conversation around your values, your priorities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that'll be it. That's Good. that. That's that on that. Woo woo. All right, y'all. Make sure to give us a rating on iTunes. Um, we appreciate you tuning in. We hope everyone is is safe, and um, we're sending lots of love out there. And and remember that Black Lives Matter. Every day, all day, before not just and when after. it's trending, not just when it's trending, always. So. Until next time. Bye. Peace.